It's Colin Lively with the Colin Lively Show uh, here from New York City where we finally have a break in the weather. Thank God because I've been a wilted flower have, as have the rest of uh, the people in New York City. And being a hairdresser, I will tell you, this has wreaked havoc on my clients who also look like wilted flowers. <clears throat> and being part of the vanity scene in New York City, there's so much that goes into this, and New York City being a youth-driven city where age can sort of be an enemy to us, the way we look, the way we feel becomes important. Not to say that it's not important everywhere else, but I'll tell you something. The pressure has turned up full force here in New York City. Well, today's guest, I'm going to go right into today's guest because there is going to be so much to talk about. But I remember a few years ago when I first heard of Montgomery Fraser, I was taken to a party as a plus one. My good friend, publicist here in New York City, Liz Derringer, took me to a Vogue magazine party where literally there were people lined up around the block to get into this Vogue party, which was being co-hosted by this person named Montgomery Fraser. The name itself was a little bit mm, up there, I thought, Montgomery. I said, well, can we call him Monty or Mont? She said, absolutely not. He is Montgomery. Well, when we got up to the door after waiting a very long time to get into this party, I was turned away because I was plus one. I'm tired of being plus one. I want to get my name on the list, my own name. But anyway, I waited patiently for Liz to return. And when she returned, she had Montgomery Fraser with her. So the three of us were in this cab going on to another thing. And I found, oh my gosh, this is a person that I can relate to. This is someone that's really nice, that all of this hyperbole had, had intimidated me. So since that time, we've been friends. I've respected his work. I'm going to let Montgomery tell you all that he's done, but I will say that New York City calls him the image guru. And the last time I checked, guru meant an influential expert, someone who knows something about a field perhaps more than anyone else but before i continue on i want to introduce montgomery fraser montgomery are you here with us oh i i um i, I think i fell off a cliff somewhere there i love that intro that's fantastic how are you colin I'm doing great, and I'm telling you, I've been anticipating today because it took me about six weeks to find a time where, where, or for you to find a time where you could join me. And Montgomery, my show is about dealing with growing older, how we deal with the way we look, how we deal with the way we feel. And I know that you're the image guru, and I know that you probably have clients or situations where you're dealing with the same things that I'm dealing with. Tell me what this means, what an image guru is. Well, okay. I mean, it's a, it's a long story. I mean, image guru sort of devolved, um, evolved out of uh, being a stylist for MTV for eight years. Um, I was the fashion coordinator for MTV, and my muse was a lady named Downtown Julie Brown. And I kind of introduced fashion and merged 
uh, fashion and music together. So that was sort of my sort of claim to fame. Uh, before that, I had worked in a boutique uh, called Parachute, which was a really kind of cool, trendy Soho boutique. And we'd have p unknown people like, I don't know, Madonna and, you know, Boy George and Andy Warhol who'd kind of saunter in our boutique. And uh, I was kind of like the cute little marionette uh, guy who would do all the creative ventures and I'd be the, you know, we'd do fashion videos and all that. But uh, then MTV asked me to come aboard, uh, thanks to Julie. So worked for them for a while, and after I left MTV, and probably in about the early 90s, I um, started working as a fashion person in the club scene in New York City for a Project X, which is a cool scene zine magazine at the time. And we created and helped to develop a lot of new people like Mila Jovovich, Beck, Moby, Bjork, uh, Liv Tyler, nobody knew who these people were. Um, but, you know, it was, I've always been kind of ahead of the game. And being an image guru, you have to be ahead of the game. And the whole concept of kind of youthfulness is to kind of stay on top of whatever's going on. I have to know a lot about a lot of things. That doesn't mean I'm a, you know, a master of none. It means I have to know many, many, many different areas of expertise. So well, that's, that's kind of my background. That is uh, not knowing quite what guru meant. Well, I mean, to me, guru sort of meant a spiritual leader. And I thought, well, is Montgomery billed as a spiritual image person? But then... In delving a little further, I realize that guru means an expert in a field. It doesn't necessarily have to be spiritual. And here it is, you're an expert in the image field. Now, I have worked with a lot of image consultants, which certainly is a little different than an image guru. And Well, I see that the, the reason I, I like guru is because it's much more, it is spiritually based and it is very organic and it's very complex and it's not just about cut and dry, oh, you pay me 500 an hour and I'll, and I'll make you famous. I get involved with my clients in so many different aspects from their public persona, their private lives, and it is more of a guru uh, aspect. I don't like the word consultant. I'm not denigrating this, uh, consultants. Uh, in fact, consultants are very viable and um, people need them. But a guru to me is a little softer, nicer way of uh, dealing with people. I try not to be, I try not to be bitchy and angry and evil with people. I try to give them a very positive uh, solution, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's their image or whether it's how they're feeling, how they uh, relate to a project. It's um, you know my my background, as I said, is entertainment and fashion show. So I start with the basis of being an image guru is image, what you project to the public. Guru is how you project it. It's not about being uh, soulless. It's about trying to do things that are uh, grounded, that are based in philanthropy, that you're not just doing things just for self-promotion. You do things because, A, you need to get your product out there, you need to get your personality out there, but you also want to be liked. You want to, that, that likability quotient is very important to me, and mm. that's why guru is a softer way of saying image consultant. 
Does that make? Do I get my point across there? Absolutely. But when I first started working with image consultants, which is oh my gosh, I'm going back at least 25 years. The only thing that a consult, an image consultant, was doing in those days was giving people these little color swatches where they would where they would be told how to you know which colors to wear as far as their clothing and then i started having clients sent to me because so many people were wearing the wrong hair color so i built a big piece of my client base from these image consultants correcting the wrong hair color through the years even the image consultants have branched out let's say to to include more than just the right colors but then you take it to another level and when it comes to likability i don't believe there's anyone in new york city more liked than you and i happen to know a lot of the people that you have worked with personally i won't mention names because the some of the people that i know like to be more private people they're not necessarily celebrities but they're certainly social figures here in new york city another thing that i discovered about you montgomery is being a hairdresser myself and in my life i've had a little bit of reputation i see you now connected with one of the leading persons in the hairdressing industry vivian mckinder i don't know what you are doing with Vivian McKinder, but perhaps you can enlighten me for my own good. Well, Vivian McKinder, to me, is, uh, it's like being with Madonna in her field. Uh, she is a very well-respected uh, professional who um, people revere, uh, much like they did with Vidal Sassoon. Uh, Vivian McKinder is, again, she has got a good, good heart. She's probably... Uh, there is probably nobody more skilled uh, in her field than Vivian McKinder. She's, she's. Uh, but what I do with Vivian is I'm working as her fashion uh, director for her online magazine, Mod Magazine Online, which is uh, located on the www.hairdesignertv.website. That's a lot to say, but it's Hair Designer TV website and mod magazine is the the magazine that i'm the fashion director and it's an online magazine that vivian created she created hair designer tv and the reason that i'm working with her is because i worked with vivian for many 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 years before this um just doing her photo shoots and styling whatever any shows she would do and her whole purpose in being in this field was to elevate the level of the perception of the hairstylist because people, you know, hairstylists get a bad rap, especially in the fashion industry. Although we need hairstylists, the public thinks, oh, well, I'm just going to go to my hairstylist and, and they're going to make me feel better. And that's, you know, sometimes that's a little demeaning in a lot of ways, although it's so important. Hairstylists are so important to the whole look of the complete look. You can't, you know, because there's nothing worse than a great look and then the hair ruins it. I'm sorry. That, to me, is it's just like bad makeup. You can't, you know, and, and as an image guru, I'm smart enough to realize how important you are just as much as the hair, uh, just as much as the makeup artist, just as much as the fashion designer. So I'm the catalyst and the sort of this, uh, clearinghouse for all of 
all of you all. It's to me. You said something that was very funny. I thought that the the swatch, you know, uh, analogy was interesting because yes, image image consultants used to just be very sort of all about well, this color looks really good on you and all that. But an image guru to me. I understand the value of what you, Colin, do as a hairstylist, what the makeup artist does, what the fashion designer does, what the accessory designer, and, and I'm the smart person who will put all the right elements together for the client and mm -hmm. say, well, because you have this temperament and you look this, you should go to this person because they would work really well with you and you'd get along really well with you, and they and you would gel with them. And everything in for me in life is, it's like a recipe. You either have a good recipe or you don't have a good recipe. And I'm kind of like the guy who says, okay, image-wise, this is the recipe that I think you as the client will work best with. Um, you know, nothing against personal shoppers, but you know, people liken me to a personal shopper. Yes, I do that. But I will work with a personal shopper in, let's say, Bergdorf Goodman or Barney's, but a smart personal shopper will not tell the client uh, what they should buy. That's my job. I tell wow. the personal shopper, this is what my client is, and this is where we're going with their look. Please work with me to facilitate this. Um, and, and then everybody's happy because then the client will buy more, but it will be the right things that the client should buy, not what the personal shopper wants the client to buy. There's a big difference, do you understand? So as far as for getting back to Vivian McKinder, I was somebody that she worked with for many, many, probably about 15 years, and um, I just respect her immensely, and when she asked me to come on board, I said, great, let's do it. And I really love the product, I love the magazine, and I just think she's, she's somebody I respect. And for me to say that about somebody is very important. You know, respect is one of those lost words nowadays. Integrity and respect are, are foreign words in a lot of, you know, this easy blog society where everything, nobody does their homework anymore. Bloody hell. We do our homework. We have to know references. You know, this is why sometimes I think that quicker and faster and more options is not better. You know? Well... We have an option right now that I can't pass up on, and that's taking a break. But when we come back, you have touched on some very important things to me, and uh, I want to go into those more in depth. But right now, we're taking a break, and we'll be right back with Montgomery Fraser on The Colin Lively Show. It's Colin, back with my special guest, Montgomery Fraser, New York City image guru. And just before we went to break, I was so happy to hear myself called a hair designer because when I was just a whippersnapper holding a comb and scissor for the first time, we were called operators. I was a beauty operator, and that's even what my license said, Colin Lively, beauty operator can do hair in the state of New York. We graduated from... <laughs> What's cool. that? <laughs> yeah, I was a beauty operator. Baby, you are an operator. <laughs> I wasn't much of an operator when I was 19 years old. <laughs> but I graduated from operator to beautician, and then I graduated to stylist, and then I graduated to 
designer. So I don't know what's, I guess next I'll be a hair guru. I don't know what comes after guru. Probably the gray in my case. That's what people are calling themselves, hair gurus. And I, and I think they are. There's a lot of hair gurus out there. I'm sorry. Well, as, then, as of today, I am no longer a hair designer. I am a hair guru, and I hope that means I can raise my prices, that that will be the way I say to my clients, listen, Mrs. Mrs. Lowenstein, I am now a guru, <laughs> and that is going to cost you 20% more. <laughs> I am official because Montgomery Fraser gives his stamp of approval. Well, that's a marketing ploy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but you anyway, know. but that's a, that's another aspect of being youthful. It's being a, uh, being um, accurate with comp, you know, sort of terminology of today. Uh, youthfulness is not about just uh, you know looking young. Youthfulness is about accepting the times and how they change, and to be flexible. And um, I think that the problem with uh, getting older, I like getting older. Physically, I like getting older. But I like to remain youthful in my profession, in my, the way I look at life. Uh, and that, you know, encompasses so many things, spirituality, uh, philanthropy. Uh, it's more than just fashion. It's more than just beauty. It's, it's, about, um, it's about having joy in your life. That's, uh, that's about that's another aspect of being youthful. Being happy in your life is a huge thing. I mean, you know, we take that word for, for granted, being happy. But to, to be happy means that, they're, that you're very well balanced in, in, in profession, in your personal life, in, in your love life, blah, 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 you know? Well, and, and any one of these components... <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm taking it all in. Uh, anyone, I'm I'm thinking of the missing components that that I fall just short of happy. I'm somewhat content, but uh, there are a few pieces that could be improved upon in order for me to get happy. But Montgomery, one of the things that I talk about with my clients is when it comes to that term old. There's a difference between old when it comes to looking your age there's another thing in looking old about being out of step with what's going on as as a person gets older i think it's it becomes a a a, a tightrope we can look old fashioned like out of date with what's going on today or we can be too trendy uh you know, you see these people, women more noticeably because fashion changes more quickly with women, who are wearing clothing that their children may look better in than they look in. So there's a delicate balance here of being timely without going too far over the edge. Well, that's, that's the influence of some queen at some department store saying, oh, honey, that she should wear this. I mean, that's exactly what that's about. And it's, and it's the insecurity of the woman who's getting older and saying, well, maybe, maybe I should do this, and then she doesn't feel comfortable in it, and she doesn't wear it well. If you wear your age well, you can wear anything wear well. You know, it's a really simple concept. Uh, if 
you like getting older, then you can experiment with fun things and you feel confident. Confidence is another word that people lack as they get older. For some reason, I think that why is it in wine you get it, it, it betters when you, it gets and when it ages, but in people, for some reason, that's a, that's a detriment. I, I don't agree with that. I, 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 think, I think in my mind, um, I love the duality of aging and maturity and knowing more things, but also still keeping open and receptive to new things. That's when we get old, when we close our minds off and go, well, I did it like this when I was 19. Yeah, well, that was, that was, that was then, sweetie. And, you know, I always like to take clients that are, quote, unquote, I hate that expression, has-beens, mm. because has-been denotes that they once were. Now, talent is something you can never take away from somebody unless, you know, you just fuck up your life, mm. you know, with stupid things like mm. drugs and being an alcoholic or whatever. And, and that being, that's a whole other issue. But, uh, you know, I think that if we, if we keep our bodies in, 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 in working order, we're like automobiles. We need maintenance, okay? It's just the nature of aging. But uh, back to in age appropriateness, um, you know, that doesn't mean when you're getting older you can't try things, uh, you can't try new things, but don't let some twit, and I call them twits, because the people who are just, you know, out to make a buck to sell you something that you really sh look stupid in. I mean, if you think you look stupid in it, you probably do. Mm. Well, I, kn <laughs> I know <laughs> when I'm walking on Madison Avenue, I'll tell you the varicose veins don't look as good in a six-inch Christian Louboutin shoe <laughs> as an unvaricose, um, you know, as an unvaricose calf. You know what? I, I know some very grand ladies who have managed uh, some of the grand dowagers of New York who, and I'll, I'll just say somebody by name, uh, Carol Petrie, Judith Peabody, who unfortunately just passed away, but they were, they were elegant. They, were, they knew their stance. They knew their grandeur. They knew their look. But they weren't old-fashioned. And they were... Oh, Judy was probably 80, 80 years old. Mrs. Mrs. Uh, Petrie is a little older than that, but she, she knows her look. She, she, she wears colors that are appropriate for her, but she also looks modern, and she doesn't look like an old dowager. Uh, you know, there's a difference between wanting to look matronly and just wanting to look timely and fabulous. That's a hard word to, to, uh, to dissect. What? is fabulous. It depends. Well, the person. Well, when you know? we come back from break, I want you to tell me what fabulous is because as I settle into my dotage, I, I'd like to be one of those persons that Montgomery Fraser comes on some radio show and says, why, look at Colin Lively. At, you know, at 96, he's fabulous. <laughs> I hardly got your 96 puppy. <laughs> I'm not 96 yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
uh, I can, uh, not yet, but I do know some 96-year-olds. In fact, my my yoga teacher is Swami Pua, who we just had his 115th birthday uh, party, and he's going strong. He teaches yoga two nights a week. And my tango teacher is going to be 89 years old. And my uh, Luigi, who teaches teaches tap dances in his 90s and he was the grand marshal of the dance parade my good friend Mimi Waddell who just died a few months back was in her 90s and they did a movie a documentary about her life where she attributed staying timely dancing making sure she knew what was happening in the world and this gave her longevity but not the kind of longevity where you sit on a front porch and rock back and forth she was in the show all the way through her life but we've got to take another break and when we get back more of being young with montgomery frazier it's colin lively here for the zeus radio network on hear women talk with more with with my special guest montgomery frazier who mingles with the famous and the infamous and montgomery we were talking about working with personal shoppers now you and i have we live in new york city where Mm -hmm. fashion is really a major piece of living here if 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 you're if you're not keeping up with the game then you might as well leave the island that's that's how i say it because it's a part of being in new york city Fashion isn't necessarily a major component in a lot of areas of the country. There, you know, it varies from place to place. But let's right. say there are pockets of fashionability all over the place. I mean, I live part time in Greensboro, North Carolina. I go back to my home, Cleveland, Ohio, and back to my other home in Greenbrier County, West Virginia. And I got to tell you, there are people there who can keep up with the very best of New York City. But mm-hmm. a lot of people do come to New York and they avail themselves of the, of the personal shopper services and the image consultants. But I know that there's an image consultant site called AICI where people can get listings of image consultants in their areas. Um, mm-hmm. So they don't have to be in New York to have the services of a consultant or a guru. And also... The major department stores all over the country, Belks, Dillard's, Macy's, they all have personal shoppers. So I'm not sure that people are aware that they can use a personal shopper. And it's like using an interior designer. As long as you buy something from these people, the personal shopper doesn't cost you any more than going in and browsing the aisles alone. Am I correct well, actually, on this? actually, a personal shopper doesn't cost you anything at all when you go to a department store. Um, and, and actually, you hit on something that's very interesting. I, one, one good point for anyone outside of New York or Los Angeles that is a, for anybody who's, let, let's say, wants to uh, sort of improve their image is, okay, if you shop at, let's say, Saks or Nordstrom's or Neiman Marcus, okay, uh, this is a, a rule of thumb for me. Go towards somebody whose look you like. For instance, if you see somebody and they're trendy Wendy, chances are they're not going to be good for you. If you go to somebody whose look that you actually want to aspire to or that you respect, then I would I would be driven to that person. Do, do you understand? Absolutely. I, mean, I, I wouldn't want to go to uh, a hairstylist who 
who would want to make me look like Phyllis Diller, or I wouldn't want to go. I would want to go to somebody who's going to make me look elegant, who's going to make one of, but with a twist. So a personal shopper is the same thing. I would want to go to somebody who's, uh, you know, the, um, that's uh, another thing is a cosmetic surgery. Is like there's some, some certain doctors that you go and you go, well, gosh, you've had too much done. Why would I want to come to you to look like this? No. So personal shopper is the same thing. Go to somebody who's, who you actually look at and you go, I like the way this person looks. I want to. I want to. I, I, I respect this, and 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 there, that's a way to pick a personal shopper. Don't let just somebody, you know. You might get some kid who just wants to sell you the latest, most fashionable things that may be lovely for a 19-year-old or a 15-year-old, but not necessarily for a 65-year-old. So you got to be. You got to understand the dynamics. Their job is to sell. They may commission off of it, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's called that. It's called economics. It's called you know good for business. But for you as a client, see, this is where I'm really good at what I do. I like to tailor people accordingly to who they are and what they do in their life. I don't like to paint paint the wrong picture on the wrong canvas. Mm. That, that's that's you a good. Uh, absolutely, it's a good analogy. You know, a, lo- a lot. And going back to the shop, to the uh, personal shoppers, a lot of these personal shoppers are accredited image consultants. When when they started out with the swatches, it hadn't actually be- become a uh, a real profession. But now, image consulting, like a lot of other things, like interior design, uh, uh, someone can be an interior designer, but they're not necessarily educated to be an interior designer. So anytime that you're using a professional, I think you're going to do better if you are working with someone who has actually been trained in this rather than just bestowing their own personal taste on you. So I know that Macy's, for example, only hire image, only hire personal shoppers that have predation. So Macy's are all over the place, and mm-hmm. Macy's is a department store it's that smart, runs though. the gamut. I think it's also smart for as a as a uh, image consultant to to have knowledge of um, or to have background. I think it's very important to have knowledge either as an editor or as a stylist or as I mean to just go to a school. You know they're going to teach you maybe the business of the uh, of the business, but they're not going to teach you the style of it or the you know the application. The application is 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 very important. You have to apply the right, it's like applying the right makeup to the right canvas. But uh, you know I think you know Macy's. I think that's a good policy for them to hire you know professional people with a background that actually are good at what they do. And uh, when I made my comment before, I wasn't trying to get down on personal shoppers because they, they, they think they're very valuable, especially for people like me who I don't have time to run around a store looking for an item. A personal shopper, if they're very good, will help facilitate my job, which will help my client quicker, faster, and uh, expeditiously. Well, you know, there are these companies... <clears throat> that sell in 
they sell privately, like the Worth Collection, like the Carlyle Collection. And I know that all over the country, there are people that have these collections sometimes come into their homes and they invite their friends. These are rather upscale collections. And that's another way of bringing fashion out to you know to to anywhere to to raleigh north carolina to fort wayne indiana so you know through worth and carlisle these collections travel have what do you think about a person doing business with something like uh, worth or or a carlisle collection well i think you know to i think however way you can get it do it you know, I think that, that in today's media-saturated society, there's absolutely no excuse for somebody to be just clueless when it comes to uh, fashion or anything like that. Now, most, most people don't really care about fashion. They have to just dress themselves. Okay, well, that's fine. So there's catalogs that they aspire, that they buy, uh, the uh, J. Crew, L.L. Bean, whatever catalogs, Macy's, Sears, whatever, all these catalogs, you know, the, the looks are given to them. Okay, now now we have to take into consideration that people are not all model sizes and they're not all perfect bodies. Most people in America do not have perfect, perfect bodies. Even the models don't have perfect bodies. So we have to apply a specific look and then tailor it according to the, the, the dimension of the, of the person buying the clothes. So that's where a, a, uh, an expert comes into play. So, you well, know, we have the catalogs, for instance, like there. But there's almost something for everybody nowadays. There's a catalog. There's, um, and I like if, if these, uh, these traveling things are, 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 are successful. Um, they're successful because they are person to person. And, and you can actually deal with the person who says, this is great in the photo, uh, photograph, but we have to make this kind of alteration because you're not, you've got bigger hips or your, your bum is huge or, mm. or whatever. You, you, you know what I mean? We have to tailor everything accordingly. Everybody's not a mold. So, you know, but, but as far as the overall look, there's absolutely no excuse for people to be clueless anymore. You know, we have fashion TV. We have catalogs up, up the wazoo. We have the Guild Group. We have every imaginable uh, resource known to man, more so than we did back in the 30s, 40s, 50s. But now, it's like, you know, fashion TV. There's just no excuse for people to be clueless. Well, and also, you know, not everyone can afford to go to Bergdorf Goodman and spend $5,000 on a gown that they will wear once. And what... I mean, I have a very good friend named Anthony Mark Hankins who has his Anthony collection. Uh, Anthony, by the way, has two T's in it, so I don't know if he pronounces Anthony. But he... Anthony. <laughs> 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 I mean... <laughs> you have all these companies like uh, BCBG, like uh, um, uh, there's all these knockoff companies that every time you see an award show... They do it. Uh, they do a total knockoff on that look for like forty nine dollars. I so there's no excuse to be able to not buy anything. I mean, I know that everybody can't go shop at Bergdorf's because Bergdorf's is one of a kind. But everybody well, it's a one off. location. I mean, there's all these knockoff artists who do very good jobs. Uh, there's all these companies and who've made a fortune 
of Mass American, I mean, uh, Home Shopping Network, I mean, QVC. I mean, please, every designer known to man is on QVC or Home Shopping Network. And they're all designers. They wouldn't have been asked to be on QVC if they didn't have a name. So the value of that has translated and filtered to every woman or man across America. As Again, there's no excuse not to be informed on any of this and not to be able to afford anything that we well, see on Hollywood, red carpets, or you and I do. There's always some form somewhere that can be affordable to someone, everyone. And that's where Anthony Mark Hankins sells his collection is on Home Shopping Network. I have a ton of things that I've gotten through Anthony. And, you know, I'm hard-pressed to to pay more than $100 for an item. Most of his items cost under 100 and even his evening wear, for a couple hundred dollars, you can get an, a magnificent evening uh, dress, you know, an evening gown that it, it has his mark on it, his great taste, his great style at a really affordable price. But right now, we are going to have to take another break, and we'll be back with Montgomery Frazier on The Colin Lively Show. It's Colin Lively, back with my special guest, New York City image guru, Montgomery Frazier. Now, Montgomery dresses a lot of uh, famous people, works with a lot of famous shows and whatnot, but Montgomery... We were talking about how people who don't have the kind of budget to dress like a billionaire, that they, too, can look great. You know, wherever they live, there are all kinds of possibilities, especially with the Internet. You mentioned Guilt Group. Was it Guilt Group? Yeah, the Guilt Group is is an Internet, uh, you know, kind of clearinghouse for all the designers. And uh, you get good deals. It's a good thing. It's really it's a relatively new, but it's uh, it's gotten so much momentum. You can just order online at everything. Guilt Group, yeah, it's fantastic. And but what also, about Daily Candy? I love. I'm sorry. Daily Candy. What about that? I mean, people can get that no matter where they live. Yeah, yeah, but then you know, but then we also have you know, hello back to Kmart and TJ Maxx and and Walmart and. Um, and uh, uh, Target, you know, I mean, they they brought designers to America, and uh, they brought it in a in a way that the Americans, every American, can buy fashion labels now. Um, I think it's great because you know we all live in a crunch society. I mean, I was just telling you, like I personally, I mean. You know, I get either my clothes from showrooms or I go to Daffy's or, you know, Century 21. And I, you know, I, I rummage through because are we living in the 80s anymore? No, we're not. Are, are we making the, the oodles of billions that we used to in the, uh, back then? No, we're not. And everybody's in a crunch right now. And even the rich people are not spending money. So people are being very frugal. I think that's a, also a sign of the times. And I also think that's a part of being aware and being part of that whole youthful thing is to be aware of what the times we live in and and um, all that you know and and buying sensibly is I mean our, our our first lady mrs. Obama I love the fact that she wears J crew fabulous I'm sorry 
can get all that stuff out of a catalog. Love it. Well, I mean, and I do think that Michelle Obama has become a major fashion force, and I think probably the first first lady since Jackie Kennedy to have this kind of impact on the look of the American woman. Uh, I mean, I think I think it's amazing what she's done with her own look from the first time I saw her until what I see today. She's just made quantum leap when it comes to fashion and we are but then she'll also wear like designer labels like Isabel Toledo and Naeem Khan who are not household names but they are they are very talented designers um, but then you know she'll she'll mix it she's smart and she understands the sensibility of America and she gets it now we don't live in a gilded age of the Kennedys anymore you know where Jackie Kennedy was wearing the French couture or Galanos, or, you know, like in the Reagan era. Uh, but we do have our own new designers, who I like to promote more so than the established ones, because they don't need the help anymore. I like to promote the younger ones and the people. And that's why I say, you know, you know, you know if you find it, if you like it, buy it. <laughs> well, and we all, right? you know, we also live in a different time where... People, especially politicos, are sometimes harshly criticized for being excessive. Whereas when we had Nancy Reagan and uh, Jackie Kennedy, these women were looked up to in a different way than what than the way we look at our political leaders today. I mean, look at what happened with Sarah Palin when she went shopping, and they accused her of being excessive. And and you know, Michelle Obama sometimes gets very harshly criticize i mean on her recent trip to europe they said she was being excessive with money and whatnot so in the old days we actually looked to people that were Big people up who, there who a little differently than we do today uh yeah, but every, everything is scrutinized nowadays way beyond necessary you know it shouldn't be i mean she shouldn't be she's the first lady bloody hell she should look fabulous i'm sorry i don't want to some dowdy frumpy you know, Lord, uh, uh, Barbara Bush-looking uh, first lady anymore. I'm sorry. I want uh, a first lady who understands what America's going through uh, e economically, uh, and I want her to also uh, represent the country in a distinguished, fashionable way. And I think she does exactly that. And so anybody who's criticizing her is an idiot. Well, and I mean, I do think that there's an, a reawakening of the way we look in this country. I mean... I used to travel all across the country. I was the national training director for a chain of beauty salons that were mostly in the Midwest. And it was sort of shocking what I would see walking around in the malls. And it was very difficult to train hairdressers in hairstyles when the audience wasn't there. I mean, so I go to, you know, Keokuk, Iowa, and I'm training hairdressers in what might be the the happening hairstyles but then there's no one to put it on because we had reduced ourselves to such a low fashion quotient where denim and and t-shirts and baseball caps turned sideways or backwards had taken over the american people but now when i travel i see a a whole different change in the way this country is looking and the way we're dressing. I think the economy has a lot to do with that. I think when we are in a, 
in a uh, a downturn in our economy people want to feel good and one way one way we feel good is to look good and yes, i notice i agree with you completely that's a huge I, point there because you know we did live in a very sloppy wash and wear society and everything was so easy and you know wash and wear clothes and wash and wear mentality and wash and wear hair blah 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 and everything was uh, drip dry and, and and no effort no fuss and and we got lazy and played complacent, and we were too rich and 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 sated with ourselves. And I think that now, because we have to make an effort, we have to make an impression to get a job because we need a job. We have to put our best foot forward, and that doesn't mean being sloppy and lazy and being washing wear anymore. Sorry. So the the days of the casual Friday are cute. And uh, are basically are numbered as far as I'm concerned. I do seminars for, you know, I uh, was doing seminars for Credit Suisse about how to get their employees to dress up so that they could be competitive. Because you can't be competitive if you look, if you look like a, a, a lazy lout. I'm sorry. A sloppy, lazy lout. And I go off on the fashion people in the industry because some of the fashion people who do dictate all the fashion, you see them on the front row and they look like the biggest scrub women in the world. It's disgusting oh, I, I totally agree with that one because sometimes I'm sitting in the fashion shows never ever on the front row and I'm looking at the front row and I'm going who is that washerwoman I mean is there an invalid down there that the housekeeper had to had to come and and uh, accompany and then I realize it's some um, fashion designer I'm not going to, to use any names but one in particular comes to mind who has way Major out um, from American Vogue but you know I mean it's 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 really embarrassing but I mean so when somebody gets down on uh, Anna Winter I, I have to slap them because she, at least she presents herself as the way a fashion editor-in-chief of an American magazine should she looks the part the rest of them I think they look like scrub women. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> and you know what? If you look like a scrub woman, you get treated like a scrub woman. Montgomery, before our time gets completely away from us, is there a website where we can go to check out more of what you're doing? And also, the is there a blog for you and or Vivian so that we can keep up with what's going on in the hair world also? Well, um, I mentioned uh, www.hairdesignertv.com, and uh, on that is Mod Magazine Online, which is the magazine that I am a uh, fashion director for. I have my own uh, blog, which I'm now doing on uh, Facebook and AOL, and I'm, I'm, I love Facebook. It's been fantastic for me. So anybody who's a sort of a uh, creative individual can utilize all these networking, um, uh, social networking uh, sites if they're smart and if they uh, basically have the time because it is very time-consuming. So um, I'm doing a blog. I'm also going to be doing a new uh, ne uh, uh, social networking, uh, which is going to be launched in September. Uh, I've got Fashion Week coming out, which I'm going to be taking some celebrity girls to, to New York going to be doing an MTV reunion show uh, with downtown Julie Brown, so that's another thing I wanted to just put in the works as far as uh, mentioning. But I've got a lot of stuff. Yeah, so I, I'm all over the place. There's not one particular place, um, you know, that I can be found. I'm all over the place. 
Well, but, um, I am. My uh, hair designer TV and mod magazine are, are where I'm resident at. Well, I am really honored that you took time for me and my listeners. I, I've learned a lot. I've, I'm. Uh, I'm going to spruce myself up now because I've got to get rid of this denim and this baseball cap turned backwards. But thank you so much, Montgomery. I hope you'll join us again. Pleasure. You, you make you make my life fun because people like you are what makes this world interesting. Thank you. And there'll be more of me next week at the same time on the Colin Lively Show. <laughs>